listener production. Coming up on the Footy Talk podcast, Daisy Thomas and he sure will be here. That is I talking all things footy. Friday night footy over in the West, specialised shoes, Anzac Day and how to lay a tackle without getting suspended. This is the Footy Talk podcast coming up next. Footy Talk podcast for you Thursday. Daisy Thomas here and as always on a Thursday, I am joined by my good mate, Wine enthusiast, Keelor East, superstar player. He sure. One and zip, the Cougars. Thanks for having me, Dale. Yep. Started off the year like we did last year. Um, I was five and zip at one point, the Mm -hmm. East Keelor Cougars, and now one and zero, although it wasn't. It wasn't one-way traffic and it wasn't easy. Well, there you go. Nothing that is worth having is easy in this life, Heath. You can write that down. Nobody really cares about East Keelor, so we will move on from that and we'll talk about the big games and how good footy is. Round one was awesome. The appetite for it. There were sellouts everywhere. We then had the Easter weekend. We saw a Good Friday clash between the Blues and the Kangaroos. People everywhere. Public holidays everywhere. We've gone to Adelaide for Gather Round and boy, did we gather. And now we come up for the Anzac Day clashes over from Friday through to Tuesday. How good is footy? It, it is good, Dale, but talking about not caring, I'm, I'm not caring about the scheduling of the AFL on Friday you know, night football. You, Thursday night, usually we preview a game, but there's no Thursday night footy. There's You're no Thursday. You're not happy. It's, it's great. Thursday night footy is great. As a I player, know, it is. Yeah, it is. It's super. And we've had, what, five rounds of that, and then the AFL just take it away from us because it is a long Long weekend. You're getting all the, the way to Tuesday for Anzac Day. Do people but, have to go to work with real jobs on Monday? Do you, or do you get a long oh, most weekend? People, most, most people call in sick. Just no. take a sickie. Yeah. But they yeah. do. So they do. It's yeah. an official work day. Technically, that yes. Um, but back to what I was saying yes, about sorry. not really caring because there's a game on and it's in Perth and it's on 8-10 and it is Fremantle versus the Western Bulldogs, which – Maybe at the start of the year when they were doing the schedule seemed like a good idea. <laughs> Two and three, both those sides now, not so much. Not so much. And I don't think if, you, if you've got something else on on Friday night um, and it's going to overlap at 8.10, <laughs> I think you'll be doing that. <laughs> Wherever that dinner may be. Um, I, I just, as we're talking there about you saying Thursday night was good, I used to love, we only played a few of them, obviously the season opener at the Blues, but then you got the rest of the weekend off, which was the best part. You could do your recovery Friday and then you got yourself a long weekend. I think I've uncovered the secret as to why the Saints are flying. They are given the next two days off post-game. Well, that's a rarity. They just every week, so they're Modern days. Modern day football. How good is, imagine what would happen if we were given two days off after well, every game we played. Well, that R word you said, recovery, I don't think that'd be happening. <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, it makes sense. And we used to do this at the Giants, which is, it annoyed me at the start. Mm-hmm. The day after the game, we'd have to drive – out to near Blacktown for recovery when we had this beautiful, or I did anyway because I lived in the east, this beautiful beach about 15 minutes away. Um, the water's just as cold there as it is probably in an ice bath. Not um, everyone was getting paid Sydney. ridiculous cash up there. But that's, well, actually, but, most of them were. But sitting in a car and driving 45 yeah. minutes and then jumping in an ice bath for 10 and then driving 45 minutes back, it didn't make any sense. And I was very swift in getting that changed. And we spent a lot of time at um, Bronte Pool. How, so did you get days off after that or it was just one day off during the week? Because my understanding is the Saints get the two days off and then they just train with half days and full days for the rest of the week. Uh, we'd have, yeah, we'd do the recovery in the morning and then you'd probably have, if it was Friday. Yeah, we GWS didn't play Friday no, games, so don't lie If it me. was 
Sunday afternoon. <laughs> We'd go yes. in Monday and then um, you probably Tuesday off back Wednesday. All right. Yeah, so only one day. So having two days off, it's it's – Mate, rest and recovery. It's the it's the modern day football. It. It's not every day you're in there improving every day. You need to sleep, you need to rest, the body and the mind because mm. the mind is the most important thing. Look at you guys. It's 80, 80% above the shoulders. <laughs> I was going to say 87% for some reason. It's 80% above the shoulders. So you train the mind as much as you train your body, Dave. Your stammering that probably lost some credibility in the fact that you're rolling out a decent stat. It was a, it was a great stat. I'm spewing <laughs> on that one now. Um, the, thir- the Friday night's clash, obviously no Thursday night, is Fremantle. And Nat Fife has, we are being told in a breaking news, being sent an NF-style boot imported from the US by NFL. my good friends. NFL style. What did I say? NF. Sorry, there's an L on the end of that. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that. the league. The national football. Yeah. Uh, the league's also helping him. Um, are sending him a custom-made pair of boots. We had custom boots. My Adidas, it was called. They were brilliant. Why do more players not have custom boots? It's hard to believe in the day and age that we have with all these money spent around the world and around the club in different areas. Why players wouldn't be getting I have, specialist boots? Dale, I have zero idea. It's called football, and you're kicking the ball mm. with these boots. With your foot. And yet, these, most of these players getting boots off the shelf. Maybe put a heel raise in there, mm. maybe some orthotics. But why wouldn't you get and or spend the money on the most important part of your body when you're playing football, apart from your mind, which is your feet, and make sure that you do ev- you're doing everything right to be comfortable and make sure you do not get injured? I think... Back in the day when Adidas did the My Adidas oh, yeah. and you, you you stood on that little plate. That read the bottom the sh- of your foot, the yeah, shape of the foot, the contours, your arches. Everything like that. And it made it comfortable for you. And obviously that's what Adidas have done in the US and hmm. sent them over. So I don't understand why more players who have feet issues are not just getting a pair of boots off the shelf, putting an orthotic in there. They're actually getting them molded to their feet. But I think we should come up with a company. We should. 500, 600 bucks a pair of boots. Yep. And we do all that sort of stuff that they did, my address, and then we sell it. You can whatever colour you want. You come up with it, and I'll just put my name to it. I like the sound of that. Of course, Fife has been battling plantar fasciitis, which is obviously the bottom part of your foot, which hurts a great deal if you have it. So crippling sort of stuff there. Uh, do you ever remember seeing Big Sanderlands's boots? Did you ever play? Against- I don't think they were boots. I think they were boats. <laughs> Mate, those. I remember my first. A uh, preseason competition game over at Subiaco, and he was playing. And I, he pushed me over, and I got up and I wanted to sledge him. And the only thing I could think about was his boots. They looked like school shoes that had been molded together with three pairs because his foot was so freaking long. His foot would have been, I don't know what actual size, but it would have nearly been up near a 20. You could fit a small child in, in that could. boot, I think, and then send it down the river. <laughs> like a boat. <laughs> I'm not sure why you'd want to send <laughs> small children uh, down the river. <laughs> Adelaide on fire. We saw that at the to open up gather round. And Rochelle, we've all been wondering what's going on with his celebration. It looked like something we've seen before and it's been confirmed. Yeah, it has. Some people said Rocky Balboa, just like a bit of fighting, mm-hmm. a bit of boxing, a bit yes. of one, two, left, right, slip, right, sort mm-hmm. of set up. <laughs> but apparently the Australian soccer legend Tim Cahill Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, because he used to punch the crap out of the corner post. Yeah, he ran to the corner post, used to one two, and then finish it off and knock it out of the ground. So apparently it was inspired by him um, as a small forward, dangerous small forward, very similar. And the rumour has it that Mm. after the game last week where they beat Carlton, Mm. 
Um, a few of the Adelaide boys went out to a little nightclub and he's done the old open up, open up the dance floor, guys. Part the seas. And he was doing the Timmy K Hill oh. in the middle of the dance <laughs> yes. floor. So everyone knew exactly who it was. We love that. We absolutely love that. And the blues, this is another one we need to talk about. After Gather Round, allegedly spent a million dollars at Penfolds. Oh, I did read this. Oh, that sounds really outrageous. Well, it does because that's a lot of pennies. It, it's it's a lot of pennies, but they had a coterie, a whole coterie group go over. Yeah. I think there was 280 people. Yes. And on average, I've already done the maths for you now, don't worry. It's three and a half to $4,000 per person spent. So technically, if you're going to Penfolds, you're bowling probably five or six bottles of wine. Have you left a zero off that? Just off the top of my head, 3,000 times 200, only... 286 people times, okay. f- say, four grand. Righto. And I'm going to get my calculator up and do this. Uh, four times 200 is uh, 10,000. Put a zero in the end, and that's a million. Pretty good, eh? No, I don't know how you got there. Give me the numbers again. 400, 286? 286 4,000. Times 4,000. 4, oh, that's 1.14. So they got a bargain. <laughs> Yeah, they got a discount because <laughs> they spent so much, but... That's still a fair bit of piss to drink four grand's worth. Oh, I, I totally agree. That's four <laughs> bottles of Grange I for think, a um, person. Yeah, the old... You the Penfolds would have been pretty happy with that, um, <laughs> the sales that weekend. Imagine the meeting on Monday. How did we go <laughs> yeah, on the weekend, yeah. guys? Uh, sorry, someone stuffed up the balances here because uh, this says that function cost a mil. And then Penfold said, I can't wait for Gather Round next year. <laughs> uh, it's all good stuff, hey? There's plenty of footy to come, as we spoke about. So up next, we'll preview the big game and look forward to Anzac days and I'm sure you've got a story because as you tell me most times around this time you did win an Anzac medal this is the Footy Talk Podcast You're listening to the Footy Talk Podcast. If you have a question, get on the Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or jump on TikTok at footytalkpod and you can join the conversation with anything you want. We'll talk about it. We were talking about uh, footy boots and personalised shoes. Well, we did get the producer in our ear saying that athlete's foot might have already come up with that idea. How long ago? I don't know. I still think that's a bit of uh, work in progress there. The big game, Anzac Day, it is an unbelievable game. You were fortunate enough to play in a fair few of them. Outside the grand final and prelim finals, it is the game that every player wants to play in. Yeah, and it's even been said that a few players have, when on the trade table, have wanted to go to Collingwood and or Essendon to play Mm. in this game, Dale, Um, because it is such a special occasion and the spotlight is on everyone, all those 44 players that are playing that day. Uh, The whole football world is watching and it is – an absolutely an amazing day. I know Mick Malthouse at times made us go to the the dawn service the, the, the morning shrine. of the game because yep. he was very much uh, he loved his war, historian um, of it, and the, definitely and the mateship mm-hmm. as well, um, which he brought up. The word he couldn't say, camaraderie. Com camaraderie. Yeah, really. I, I'm pretty sure the words pronounced camaraderie. Camaraderie. And he just used to call it camaraderie. Yeah, he was just a bit lazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it is a great game and and. Obviously, it's going to be the final game of the, the weekend, which mm. everyone will be looking forward to. There's a couple of good games on the weekend, Geelong, Sydney, um, Carlton, St. Kilda, but everyone's waiting for Tuesday. You were good enough to win the Anzac Day medal. In terms of the accolades across your career, where does that sit? Oh, it's probably below the premiership. It's the number two. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens. Premiership would be one, one. Yeah. yeah. So if you're under one, um, you're two. Yeah, it was just – it's an amazing day. And like I said, you, you don't go out there to – 
to win the medal and want to win the medal. You just go out there because you want to win the game um, and play well. And Mick always said he wants you, you've got to play well in big games yep. um, or he won't pick you come finals time. So that was always in the back of my head. And um, to be honest, started off the game, 12 possessions in the first quarter playing on James Hurd. Um, who'd won three of them, the equal yeah. most with our good mate Scotty Embleby. Yep. And yeah, so I was like, I was in the box seat. And um, the thing was, Mick just said, you're playing on, if James Hurd's playing forward, you're on him. Yep. I just want you to beat him and then run off him. And that's pretty much what I did and um, ended up with 35-ish. Um, they were etching my name in at halftime. Um, and, yeah, it was uh, it was a great day. And then after that game, went to the pub with a good mate of mine, Ben Johnson, mm-hmm. and we just sat at the Lower Pointe Hotel, had a few beers and just talked about the game and how good. Very. Where do you keep? It's obviously, as you said, your number two underneath your premiership a day. And where do you keep it? Yeah, all my – Footballing memorabilia is at my mum and dad's house. Okay. Um, they've got it locked away in a cupboard somewhere so no one can see it. Um, pretty standard procedure. <laughs> but, um, no, it, it is right up there. It's a pretty special medal on a, on a special day. And um, did, you, didn't, you didn't win one, day. I didn't win one, oh. no. Uh, Norm Smith, I should have. So probably should have won one of these. So you're not in the in I'm the not club. in the club, you're no. You're in the club. I'm not, no. I had a chance to win one at uh, the Blues when we played against St Kilda yep. on Anzac Day as well. Oh, yeah. But uh, didn't? I didn't win it there either. You, you didn't? No. Oh, okay. So you didn't join the club? So I didn't join the club, no. I messaged Paul Seedsman the morning he of an it. Anzac Day game. Yes. And I said to him exactly that. I go, go well today, mate. Join the club. And he won it that day. He did. Old uh, out on the... Old Steedsman? <laughs> old Steedo out on the, the wing there. He was dominant. Pendles, of course. He lifts for these occasions. He, he does. And he just, well, I think Swanee says it all the time. He just plays well every week. It's annoying. And, yeah, and he's, the difference between his best and his worst game is not much. Mm. So he puts himself in the box seat to, to get it done. So um, And there's no doubt he'll be thereabouts on Again, Tuesday. Yeah, well, right. he's playing some unbelievable footy. The other big talking point and one of the big things at the minute is the tackling and what people are getting suspended for. I'm, I'm very much pro player in everything I do and talk about, but I don't understand what the AFL are expecting of players. Yes, they don't want them to sling them to the ground, Mm -hmm. but how else do you then bring someone down who's bigger than you? There's like a thing called physics and gravity that takes over at some point. Yep. Stronger. These these players aren't getting injured as such. I understand the look of it, but what, what else are you meant to do? If you're on your knees and you bring someone down, how else do you get them to the ground? I think over the last, what was the last two weeks, it was probably one in... One out of the six, someone was injured. Yeah, like concussed. Um, and we do, and I'm like I get that we want to look after the concussion. We want to look after the brain. I'm big on that. Don't get me wrong. But if this costs you a final or a grand final, Brownlow for a, or a Brownlow for a tackle, like and this weekend we got Zach Merritt and you're doing the right thing. You're tackling, which I didn't like doing at all. Yeah, well you'd be fine. I'd be fine. This would be another excuse for you not to. I'd be right up there in the Brownlow medal contention because there might only be ten or fifteen players <laughs> left after, the end of the year. by the end of the year. But it's it's a good point because I looked at Tom Green one and that was like it was fairly aggressive yeah. tackle. But you're told to be aggressive when you tackle, and he obviously is a lot stronger than the young fellow that he tackled. And so that that momentum you talked about, he slung him down. Um, but the ball. Free kick against, yep. Guy got straight back up, yep. All good. Happy with that. But he's missing a week this week and he's in my super coach team, so I'm filthy. The ball carrier now, though, the person with the ball, fights the tackle a lot more. So if they, like... Which you're told to do. Which you're told to do and try and get the ball out. Whereas, you know, five, ten years ago, it was, you just accept the tackle so you'd fall down with them. Yeah, rather just than, lay there. Yeah, well, you just, just collapse to the ground with them. So you knew you were going to the ground as well as the tackler did. Whereas now there's so much 
effort in standing up in the tackle that to get something that hard and rigid down, you actually have to put the amount of forces to get them over before they get rid of the ball. You're getting very technical oh, here, it's, it's really starting to piss me off as a general rule, to be completely honest with you, Heath, because I don't know what is expected of the tackler. We don't want to see good players miss games of football. And that's... And miss out on chances to win Brownlows, even though it's an individual, so bad. But if imagine Tom Green wins the Brownlow this year and because of the tackle where the guy got straight back up and took his free kick, he doesn't get it. And then you have Taylor Adams. He wouldn't have even thought Zach he'd Merritt be, if you told out Taylor, on Anzac Day. You tell Taylor Adams he's getting suspended, I reckon he would have said what for. There wasn't a, even a discussion point on the night during the game. Imagine telling him he's missing Anzac Day for yeah, that. that hurts. It really does. And Zach Merritt. But you are 100% correct. We don't want to see good players missing games for on the potential outcome to cause injury. And I know that's where we're at at the minute, but I think somewhere it might just loosen up a little bit come four or five more rounds or as we get closer to finals. It's way too grey. There's grey and this is like dark grey. Mm. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure if that helps. Um, the pies. Yep. What are we making of the pies? This is the first time they've actually come up with some injury concerns. They haven't been able to pick their best 28 on paper, if you will, because of the injury concerns. Are you worried or do you think that it's just all system and it's one in, one out for them? It's it's all system, one in, one out, but sometimes there's better players in the system than, <laughs> yeah. than others. Um, and it's injuries to key players. Like, I don't really rate Ruckman that much. No, no. But if you have a really, really good one, it's it's handy. Correct. Or if you have um, one at all. If you, Yeah, one will do. <laughs> but then you go to your second Ruck because everyone else is out and then he gets injured. And you've What's given next? one away to another club. Yeah, you may have made a little boo-boo there. <laughs> um, and then Taylor Adams is out through suspension. Um, and then they've got a couple other little injuries. Who else is? Who else? Oh, concussion. Concussion. Murphy, concussion. To Murphy. And it's testing. It is testing their depth. Um, mm. I think they banked on the fact that they like one in one out but it's to a certain degree yes but once you get once you once you're dipping into the 31s the 32s mm. the 33 players then you know you you're, you're pushing it and coming up against Essendon who have hit their straps and probably surprised a lot of people this year surprise me four and one for them for the start of the season i thought when they beat the Saints. GWS Giants no, no, last round. Yep. I was like, okay, well, they, you look at the next month of footy, it's going to be tough for them. They're not quite up to it. I thought they were sort of winning the games they should have, but uh, they come out, they're dominant against Melbourne, and now they take on the Pies, who, and as we said, are beaten up, but yep. also they've got a Ruckman who is in fantastic form. Two Ruckman. Two. Yeah, big take your picks. Yeah, yeah, big sauce. Did you have him at the... We had him at the Giants, oh, mate. So he was, he was treading about, water in the reserves, is, and now he's, come, he's he's had a new lease of life, I think, five times, the so big sauce. death metal enthusiast. Yes. And has a stingray on his foot. Very quietly spoken. Yeah. But, yeah, different cat. Different <laughs> we, cat. We but he, he's always had the ability, I must admit, he's always had the ability. His, his ruck craft is good, and I think Brad Scott said during the week that he's, he's very teachable. He wants to learn. And he, even to the nth degree where he has to be careful what he says to him because he will do it to the nth degree. A proper and I, sponge. And I think on the weekend it showed he must have given him some really, really good instructions, Bradley, because um, him and big big Sammy Draper got the job done against Grundy and it helped the team massively. And I don't like pumping up Ruckman that much. Though. No, and understandably because every now and then when you give him a pump up, they make you look real silly real quick with something they do. Hey, thank you very much for joining us. You have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy Friday night footy tomorrow night. Oh, well, I can't wait <laughs> to go out for dinner and look at the results on my phone. I will see you on Tuesday, but... 
If you want to, of course, join the conversation tomorrow when it is Lee Montagna and Nathan Broad, Broadie talking all thing tigs and if they are cooked or not, jump on the Footy Talk Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or at TikTok Footy Talk Pod. This has been That Just Show, the Footy Talk Pod. Listener.